Hi, I'm Greg Eulen with Reynolds & Reynolds, and this is Connected. Today we have a conversation with Scott Frizzell, Director of Networking, Hardware, and Software Support at Reynolds. Uh, we're going to discuss protecting customer data and steps dealers can take to uh, make sure that they're secure. Let's get connected. Well, Scott, thanks for hopping on today. Really appreciate the time. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Yep, absolutely. So, Scott, cybersecurity and, and data breaches and protection, all that kind of fun stuff, um, not typically things that are top of mind for, for people. Usually, you know, it's something that um, uh, has a trigger or an event happens, something happens to them, something happens to somebody around them that, that makes them interested in this kind of stuff and thinking about it. But um, over the last, I don't know, handful of months, I've noticed in talking with dealers, um, a lot more focus on it, a lot more conversations around it. Um, so I'm wondering if we can start there. I'm, I'm curious, um, you know, what you've seen, if, if you've seen an increase, you know, have, have there been more um, issues than, than what we've seen in the past? And, um, you know, how, how is today's cyber world maybe different than it was in the past? Yeah, Greg, we're definitely seeing an increase in, in data breaches. Uh, it just seems like it's becoming more and more common with, with all kinds of retailers. Uh, you know, the exact number of data breaches per year isn't really known because a lot of uh, dealers or retailers don't even report it. Um, one of the tactics we've seen that's really been increasing lately is credential stuffing. Credential stuffing is where uh, cyber criminals will use stolen usernames or passwords, uh, usually taken from another breach or you know, purchased off the dark web, and then they'll use those to try to gain access to accounts at other organizations that, you know, something that you may uh, you'd be associated with. So they, yeah, that's really, uh, they're getting really sophisticated with the way they take the data and then manipulate it and then use it, you know, across the board. Uh, this, you know, the cybercrime market is, is very lucrative right now. And you know, we're seeing, you know, with that, we're seeing an increase in the volume and sophistication of the attacks. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So Scott, um... You know, I, I would say that there's nobody out there who would who would raise their hand and say, you know what, this is something I want to deal with. I, I want to go through, you know, some <laughs> sort of cybersecurity breach or attack. Um, but, you know, just because nobody wants to do it doesn't mean we understand necessarily the repercussions. So what, what's actually at stake, especially for a dealer, um, when, when thinking about this stuff? Well, retailers that suffer a data security breach, you know, risk a major financial loss. Uh, data breach today can cost an organization millions of dollars. Uh, the other major risk, and, and this is one that's likely to impact the, the customer or the uh, dealer for years to come, is the risk of losing customer trust. Uh, studies have shown that over 19% of consumers say they would never shop again at a retailer after they had a breach. Um, you know, the financial impact may not even stop there. While today, a lot of the federal, uh, there are no federal laws in place enforcing private, uh, data privacy, there are hundreds of state and local laws that can come in to play with some hefty fines and some repercussions. Yeah, that makes sense. And you see it, you know, across different industries, you see these headlines, of, you know, about how much it costs to get your data back. And then, you know, your point about trust is a, is a good one. You know, you go back a few years with uh, Target and, mm. and what they had to go through and, and kind of endure. So, um, no, it's, it's a good point. So, Scott, if, if you don't mind, I'd, I'd like to get in uh, maybe a little deeper on, you know, the types of cyber attacks out there mm -hmm. and, and really how they happen. So if you could, if you could maybe go into that a little bit more, uh, that'd, that'd be great. 
Yeah, Craig, there's a number of ways a breach can occur. Uh, one of the most common is just out-of-date software. Uh, a lot of people just really, you know, they load software on their devices and let it run forever, and they just don't really think about, you know, security patches or updates. Uh, another uh, easy way for, you know, for a breach to occur is drive-by downloads. Uh, this occurs when an employee, you know, authorizes a download of some kind without realizing that it contains you know, a virus or some kind of malware. Uh, these accidental downloads allow cyber criminals to take advantage of browsers, unsecure applications, out-of-date software, and even operating systems. So, uh, Scott, target... sorry to interrupt, but the, uh, sure. the, the drive-by downloads, is that usually like when somebody gets an email and they click a link or they open a file? Is that kind of what you're talking about? Yeah, it could be through email, it could be through a browser link or anything like that. And, and you know, it's most of the time it's accidental. They just don't realize it's, you know, something that they should be concerned with. Yeah. Uh, you know, sorry to interrupt, I think I, I messed up your thought of, thought of uh, or your oh, train of thought there. So go on, sorry about no, that. No, that's fine. Uh, you know, targeted malware attacks like phishing emails, that's another uh, way they occur. Weak perimeter security, you know, with maybe the wrong kind of firewall or not a, a, a very sophisticated firewall, stolen credentials, or even lost or stolen devices. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's an interesting one too. You know, stolen devices and things like that, where you know we all have a cell phone, right? Yep. <laughs> and it's got more information about us than any other piece of of hardware probably that we own. So, um, it's interesting when you think about that stuff. Um, so, so Scott, you know, thinking about all the different angles that are constantly being kind of exploited, um, what are some of the best ways, at least top of mind, that uh, the dealers can do to, to protect themselves? Well, you know, a lot of customers are asking themselves that same question these days. And, you know, really the key, it comes down to implementing best practices for good security measures. Um, there's uh, just physically securing information. Who can get to it? And who can access it? Are you know a key area? Uh, desktop security, passwords, and again, software updates. Just keeping those things updated. Perimeter security. That's kind of another one where people, you know, they will install a firewall and just leave it. Uh, they don't, you know, really do anything with it. Uh, you know, we. You know, customers that we work with, we really recommended to do some kind of next generation type firewall that does more of the deep packet inspection, um, perimeter antivirus and malware blocking, intrusion detection and prevention. And just if you have remote access, which most people do these days, just making sure it's it's secure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So um, well, what about, yeah. go ahead. I was just going to say, you know, along those lines too, we, uh, a lot of people kind of forget about the employee training and employee awareness, because uh, you know, whether we like to believe this or not, employees can often be the weakest link in a chain of the security defense. So companies should definitely be taking steps to educate people on how to handle phishing scams, uh, spam email, uh, even, you know, data security or monitoring just trying to have some way to monitor what's going on and who's gaining access. And then one of the techniques, Greg, that's really becoming popular these days is just endpoint protection. That's uh, really becoming a, uh, absolutely critical to have that kind of infrastructure in place. All right, so let's let's dive into that one a little bit because um, you know I, I thought endpoint protection was was basically a fancy way of saying you know antivirus software, the thing that comes <laughs> on your your laptop when you get it, right, and you, you install yeah. it, you have it for a year, and it renews. 
Um, I, I honestly thought it was just a fancy way of saying that, but, but you have a little bit of a different take. So can you dive in a little bit on that? Yeah, endpoint prediction, it's much more than, than antivirus. And you're right, most people think of it as that, you know, endpoint protection is more protecting all the devices, every device on the network, but doing it in a way that's, uh, you know, that's more preventive than reactive. Some, today, so many of the antivirus solutions are, are reactive. They don't do anything until something bad happens. Uh, where with the endpoint protection, you know, it's, it's reactive, it's constantly looking for stuff, uh, it's, it's proactive, I mean, it's constantly looking for stuff and it's constantly trying to, uh, you know, take a preventative approach of blocking something before it actually becomes a problem. And, and an endpoint can be anything on the network, or it is anything on the network, a PC, a laptop, a server, a mobile device, you know, anything like that. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. No, appreciate you going, going a little deeper on that one. Like I said, it, uh, it was an educational opportunity for me, for sure, to learn, to learn a little bit more. So, um, well, well, Scott, I really appreciate you taking, you know, a little bit of time and just sharing some things that, that you know with, uh, with the audience. Um, like I said, over the, the last handful of months, it's just been more and more of a conversation point. So hopefully this is, um, this is a timely conversation for, for some folks out there. Um, but, but Scott, while we're, while we're here, anything else you want to talk about today? Anything we, we haven't touched on that we should? No, I mean, really, you know, if, if you're if you're not taking these steps and trying to implement best practices, thinking this is never going to happen to you, you're really taking a huge gamble with the customer's data and with your business's reputation. Uh, you know, we're for sure seeing malicious attacks on the rise. And the key, again, avoiding that is just is prevention, uh, just trying to get ahead of it and not be reactive, but proactive. And you know, the best way to do that, again, is just implementing best practices, educating your employees, and implementing good perimeter security, and, and again, a good advanced endpoint solution. Great. Well, Scott, thanks again for, uh, for talking. I really appreciate it, and um, have a wonderful afternoon. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I've known Scott for quite a while and had the chance to work with him off and on a decent amount. He's an absolute expert in networking and, uh, and data security, so appreciate him taking time today to, uh, to talk with us. Before we go, don't forget, you can watch episodes of Connected on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Make sure to subscribe so you get notified every other Wednesday when new episodes are released. Thanks for joining us. See you in two weeks.